Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Insider. Um, this week, I'm delighted to be joined by Ricky Doyle. Ricky Doyle is um, the director of a company called Practice Labs, but I think I'll let Ricky do um, the introduction, if I may. Thanks, Ben. And, and I've given myself a promotion since we last spoke. You know, I now call myself the CEO. You know, I'm a, that's a, a fancy title. But, um, yeah, I'm the, the CEO and co-founder of, of Practice Labs, um, we've been around for longer than you, you care to remember. So we actually established the, the business back in 2006, um, trying to solve a problem. We came you know, from a, a corporate IT background, and the problem we we're trying to solve then, which is still relevant today, is how do we get young engineers and those on the um, early stage of their uh, IT careers that opportunity to develop those core practical skills without kind of tearing the whole production environment down. So that's what we do is we provide these uh, digital skills environments, anything from a a Microsoft office right to a Cisco networking lab. Um, And it's all about hands-on skills and, and our customers range from online universities to corporates to uh, content providers who are doing, uh, you know, video-based training. Um, so yeah, that's that's the the the, the world we fit in. Yeah, all, awesome business. And you're global. You 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 work across um, different continents, don't you? Yeah, we we fortunate. We we established here in the UK, and our headquarters are here in um, sunny Dartford. We I make a joke with our sunny. Yeah, our US uh, friends. Yeah, you might have the Golden Gate Bridge, but we've been <laughs> yeah, that's right behind us. Um, and then we have a small subsidiary in Australia, um, little joint venture in Southeast Asia, and then we have um, a, a little bit bigger operation in the US. So, you know, we we try and span the globe, and and the the the, the goal or the ambition is to have a, a truly global business. Yeah, I'm really keen to um, discuss a little bit about that further down the line because um, I can only imagine the the, the, the challenges that, that, that you face during a pandemic because I know you're somebody who travels a fair amount. But can I start off kind of just understanding a little bit about how things are for you right now? I guess I'm going to guess that the problems that maybe or the challenges that you're facing six months ago are probably different ones now. Yeah, they are definitely changed. Um, I know when we, we were kind of talking about this yesterday and you kind of said, well, do you have this challenge, this challenge? And I was answering, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think we still all have those kind of challenges on a daily basis. Has the profile changed? I would say the profile of the problems has changed. Um, and, and if you kind of think we've all been through the same things, you know, these these now distributed workforces, um, so we've done, I would say, most companies and, and kind of services around. We've done a really good job, maybe from top down, on, on how we um, educate our managers to be better at managing a re- their remote teams and um, a lot of support. I think an observation I would make over the last little while is maybe the challenge now is less it's almost filtered from the top down. So at the beginning, the communication at, at, at the, the kind of leadership and, and management level had to get sorted out to make sure everyone within the business environment knew what everyone was doing. I think what we, we're seeing now is, is a slightly bigger challenge around um, uh, colleagues communicating because it just hasn't filtered to that level. And, and you and I were, were joking just before we came on air. I think everyone sees this, this kind of three by two image of everyone else. And I look at you and go, man, look, Ben's looking great. And I need to sort myself <laughs> out here. 
and and it's almost we we kind of living in a false a false world. And I know you've got a story that you, I think would be interesting yeah. to listen to. But yeah, we all see this, and and no one understands what's going on behind the scenes. So yeah, although we're sitting together, and and I've kind of done my hair and then put on a nice shirt. Yeah, there might be three kids running around in the background. My wife may just be laid off work, but I'm trying to be professional. And and in an office environment, you might even not even have to have that um, water cooler or coffee chat with someone. Even if it's just overhearing it, you can be a little bit more empathetic to that person. So now we're mm. communicating. This is what we're seeing. We, the communication one-on-one can become a little bit fractious because I'm under pressure you say something wrong. I actually don't know how to deal with that. Mm. And because we've got this very synchronized event that you and I are talking, I get off it and then I vent to my family and I've got no real way to, to manage it. But I think your story is great to, to go. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, I think it's interesting because just picking up on what, on your points there, I think initially <clears throat> it was, you know, can everyone work from home? Obviously, and there was loads of jokes and memes. Was there about people going wearing a shirt and tie and wearing shorts or their pajamas underneath the underneath the desk and all that kind of stuff? And then I think we we all became quite um, quite comfortable that that you know our staff and everybody on the other end of the screen is okay. And then you kind of take it for granted, and then you probably don't really uh, think about the bigger picture outside of it. So yeah, the story that we were talking about on there just now is um, my girlfriend actually lives in a in a flat in Clapham. And um, and bless her, she's it would you know because you always worry about people who are based in flats. She's she's fine. It's you know Clapham's a great area for outdoors, and there's lots of um, lots of things to do, and you know Clapham Common, and she goes out running and stuff like that. So you know she's fine in that respect. But she sits right next to the window, and and, and I think this is this is the point when everyone has a Zoom. You have you want to sit next to windows, so you get light in and all this kind of stuff. She sits right next to a window. So and then um, and on her right hand, on her left hand side where she sits, there's there used to be a police station which has recently been closed down and uh, and boarded up. Now uh, a couple of weeks ago, squatters moved into this building. So she's sitting there she works for a, a big bank and she's um speaking to, to investors and stuff all over the world and she's in, in the peripheral vision she has these squatters who have moved in and then in the, over the last couple of weeks she's had police coming to move these squatters out and she's trying to stay professional but on a and like i say in a peripheral vision on the left hand side there's all this commotion going on and you just don't kind of think of uh you just take it for granted that everybody can work from home and there's no distractions but I, I think there is and like I say I think it's good to be aware of these now moving forward and um and, I, and what I wanted to pick up with yourself is that you've obviously got um staff all over the world how, how big is the is the business now where's the breakdown of, of where your teams are, are set so we, we're still predominantly UK based we have um we have about eight people in the US so total 50 uh, and then probably 30 here in the UK and then eight in the US and then kind of distributing the other offices. But, you know, I think it's even amplified more, uh, you know, and it, it's tough to, for anyone who's who's trying to work in a remote market, if you're not, you know, certainly at our size, we we kind of have this, this funny side where, you know, we're too big to be small and too small to be big, you know, so it, it really you know, not quite everything operating as, it, as you would hope it would. Um, and we're kind of seeing this thing, you know, expanding on, uh, you know, because we are unable to travel, you become even more isolated with your remote teams. So at the top level, you're still doing the right things, you're still doing the training, but again, you, you're not sensing what's happening on the ground in a different location. Um, and and maybe some of the things we had undervalued, and, and if I was, you know, speaking to anyone who was was looking at setting up a, an international operation, 
I think sometimes you get caught up in looking at what's the need. You go to a new market because you want to go and sell more. That's the, the bottom line. You know, or you're, it, it, that's kind of probably not the primary driver. Or you're putting in support services to to sort support your your customers you've won um, you know from from your home location, and you get caught up in that and and you 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 facilitate all these kind of sales elements uh, and some a little bit of support. But what you do forget about and, and not um, consciously is is the people side of it. So we've done in the UK we have a, um, a crew and culture team which is yeah. In, in the old world HR and, and the only reason I don't like uh, the term HR is kind of growing up in the corporate world was anytime you had to go see HR it was a bad thing and <laughs> I didn't want that to be representative of practice lab so I wanted it to be um, a, a, a function within our business that was representative of the crew themselves um, supported our culture but it was really independent. It's not a management tool for us to, to kind of utilize for hiring and firing. They're there to facilitate and support the business and, and, and the crew. Mm. And one thing we probably haven't done is, is valued that enough and put it into our remote locations because you kind of think, well, what do you need? It's a small team. It's eight people. Why? You know, it's hard to justify that, that kind of um, additional investment in that. But in hindsight, that's probably maybe one of the first things we should have done because that starts to help then onboarding process you've got someone who is going to hold your hand and and take you through the different areas of the business and understand what we're about um and that's something we probably haven't done as well as we should have and, and certainly something we're rectifying now as we, we kind of take that next stage of growth but uh yeah you know we all know communication is the key to any success and but the most difficult thing to do because we all seem to be rushing through it um you know one of the other things we try to instill at the moment here is how do we get back to basics yeah remove the noise and the fluff and and all these grand gestures we want to do let's do go back to building a very good product supporting our customers really well and looking after the people that in the business and that i think that's the foundations for better communication i think your your platform's so relevant uh you know to to for the, over the last year, really, in terms of like helping people and helping customers and, and helping end users, so I can I can absolutely see the value there. In terms of, could typically, um, and I can say this quite candidly, whenever I, I've worked with with Ricky in the past, whenever I'm trying to kind of reach him, I'm, I'm, I, I get replies at all t- different times of the day because you're you're in different time zones, aren't you? So typically, you you'd be travelling quite a lot, wouldn't you? So how's how's this changed for you i mean would you what percentage of your working time would you normally be overseas yes yeah, so probably the last before last year i was away between four and five months a year mm. um, traveling and, and it wasn't concentrated it was very fragmented so it, it, very irregular um but i think what i've learned from it and i've tried to use these times to kind of reflect and and, and see how we we would you know do things differently going forward i think you get caught up and it's very much a mindset thing you know i have to be there if i, if I don't go the whole world's going to collapse <laughs> around me and and probably going forward it's it's giving that you know the people more trust is not necessarily the, the right word but it's just empowering them a little bit more to to take some responsibility um but also being selective with their travel and and not ha- re- having to do everything so there's a blend i think Maybe what I've learned around this this kind of whole period is I think there's this hybrid model, whether it's the working environment of using the office base um, as your kind of hub 
but still giving people the flexibility to work remotely is is kind of the change. The same thing with um, commercial meetings. You know, there is a time and place for us still to get together, and and you know, people ultimately we want to see each other and feel how you know the, the relationship could work. But it doesn't need to be every time. I don't need to fly to the US you know, 15, 20 times a year. It could just be three or four times a year mm-hmm. and we do that time wisely. So it certainly has, has made me reflect on, on those things around you know, best use of time. And, and it's not always necessary to do that. I think the, the three and a half by two and a half you know, picture of, of someone is, is, is just facilitates <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of those comes without having to be face-to-face. But I don't believe that face-to-face should go away. There is still a part no. of us where we want to get together. Yeah. Hybrid. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's that's the message I think I'm, I'm having from a lot of my customers at the moment. And I was saying I had a podcast last week with Nigel Wilson at Scott Logic, and um, they'd just recently opened up a new office in Leeds. And you know, he was he made a really good point. Although we're going to be working this kind of hybrid way moving forward, it's good to have a you know, a location and an affinity. And you know, the company's expanding, and yes, they can expand and have people work remotely within you know engineering what they do. But to have an affinity um, and a location and and the social side of your work and is important. And listen, I, I speak to I speak to candidates all the time who are now you know you know it may be they're pretty blunt and it's fine to say that you know only remote they're only going to work remote now this is this is showing the world and they will there will always be purely remote positions i've had those recently and that's fine if that's your product if that's what you want and that's the culture and that's the company then absolutely fine but i think that specifically within technologies when you, you know, the biggest challenge and we were speaking about this before that the, the people one of the biggest challenges has been collaboration and innovation and getting around the whiteboard and getting the post-its out and, and solving complex problems and, and innovating what you're going to, how you're going to scale and, and, and develop systems. And like I said, I think that can only really be done when, when you're in an office, but I guess my point was when you're um, with, with them in America, um, if you, if you're in America, you're obviously going to be working American times. That's why you're texting me at, you know, midnight or whatever it might be. But if you're, um, if you're in the UK and you still look, you know, yes, I, I get under empowering your team and understanding your team, but there could still be issues that come up. There could be still, you know, communi- uh, meetings with with clients that you yeah. might have had when you're in America, but on American time. Is, is this meaning that your day is now longer? Is this meaning that your day is now, Is that a challenge that you faced? No, my day's always been 24-7 for the last <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look, I think we have to be more flexible in, in, in finding those right things. So I'm, I'm, I'm poor at managing my time. I, I, Snap. Yeah, yeah, I think, and, and most of us probably are, and, and we'll, I'll just do whatever's required. So if I have to have a meeting at 8 o'clock at night, I'll do it. But I think what we need to give people is that little bit of flexibility to go, you know what, tomorrow you have got a, a later meeting. So schedule your day, start at 12 instead yeah. of doing that. But, but most of us, it's a very hard discipline to get right because most of us, I think, ultimately want to do the best. I think that's just built in humans. You know? And I say most people, some people won't, but I think generally most people want to do the best they can. So they will just work the longer day. So it's a discipline in, 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 in and it goes back to the empowering, thing, empowering people to make decisions for themselves. Mm. Works at eight o'clock, then just start later. I don't think yeah. we, we, I think maybe this last year we've realized no one needs to be a clock watcher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I say, I, I'm a poor example to kind of go, yes, my, my day has changed. It probably hasn't. It's, it, it comes. Yeah. Like that. I think, I think it's, you know, that's 
recently with <clears throat> with with homeschooling i think uh, i know you know so many people on my business partner relieved it's all over because you know that just the working day will, will change because you're factoring in homeschooling you're working later on into the evenings after the kids have gone to bed to kind of catch up on things um but it was just it, that was just the flexibility that you needed during that day and i agree you know i think that i was brought up in recruitment and a pretty hardcore sales environment where i was micromanaged and you know ultimately i hated it and came away and that's why i started that's you know long story short why i started my own business to do it my own way but i've but I've, there's always been a little bit of that in me you know i'm wanting to be able to kind of know what what my staff are doing and wanting to be able to the, the, be there and help and i think that recently when we started our, our american operation and i've got a chap who works for me on american times you know again i'm i'm contactable in the evenings but it is it's just kind of leaving it to to him and looking after you know he empowering him to look after the the, the whole kind of american game yeah, you're you're at the other end of a, of, a, of a WhatsApp message, right? But it's it's Definitely. it's like I say, I think this is it's taught me to to to, to relax. Not that like I say, I always have done, but it's it's good to you know really empower people and to start start new areas like the like the American stuff. So, um, so no, absolutely. So what's um so for what's next for Practice Labs then? So it's, it sounds like you're on a really uh, you know impressive journey. I, I didn't realize you're up to fifty people now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so look, we I, I kind of say to everyone sitting, we we fortunate in yeah if there's businesses that would have benefited from um, COVID, we 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 are one of those. You know, as everyone's transitioned to online learning, we, we facilitate that need. But you know, we so we have the components of of re- a really good business, but it's you know, it's a challenge every day, and and and, and I, I you know joke with my business partner and, and some of the leadership team is. You know, it really feels like every day you kind of put your fatigues on. You know, it's like going going to war might be a little bit dramatic, but you know, it's it's a real fight, and you've got to strap everything on, and and, and really a real will to drive forward. So we've got the components of this this really good opportunity going forward. But it, yeah, we, and I think a lot of people who listen to these type of things, I think, because I'm 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 a you know a, a fan of 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 the show. But yeah, you kind of it's it's great to hear that you're not alone. And I think these are the key things from it. You we always it goes back to uh, this thing, but I'm saying to you around the the Zoom calls is you only see a small picture of a business. So when you're always seeing this good news coming out, you go, man, we're not doing anything. We are not competing in the space. But in actual fact, when you pull back the curtains, everyone has the same challenges. We're all trying to do the best we can. We're all trying to, you know, uh succeed. We're all trying to look after people. Um and and that it's it's maybe I've got to this point of, of uh, accepting that there will be challenges always. We have a good opportunity to move forward. Um, you know, we bring out some new assessment products and 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 really you know tapping into this back to basics um, idea. And yeah, look, platform is good. Um, hopefully, hopefully the next couple of years we 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 achieve something. And you know, who knows what that is. And, but yeah, funny enough, and just to finish off, I know we're kind of mm. running out of time. Last week, you know, we've got this kind of HR portal now. So many of these tools internally, and I wrote, um, yeah, accrue value. So we had this value system around challenge, respect, enjoy, and, and reward. And I had to kind of put my own things down around. Not a hatchy, I wanted to. I put, my, you know, what these things mean to me because I thought I had done it. But anyway, reward, and it kind of links to your question. In, in some way is for me is you know can we can we really build a company that people you know look back on in their careers and go 
that was a pretty cool place to work. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, that's really what drives me in terms of mm. sports. So, and, and that's why I say success is a little relative. So hopefully we'll be commercially successful, so we can do these these things. But ultimately, is can we be part of someone's journey that they look back on and, and hopefully with us for forever in the day? They go, yeah, practice labs was a pretty cool place to work, and, and we had this flexibility, and we had this trust and we had we were empowered and we mm. really wanted to give something so yeah that's that's what i kind of look at the future in, in, in trying to build yeah well i know how important that is to you just from a, you know from from visiting your office and seeing your values around the world you know sometimes you go to different companies and sometimes dare i say it you, you kind of just feel it's part of the <laughs> the decor it's part of like the the, the make the, just something they're saying but i know that you guys kind of live and breathe it and i know that you you know had a had a good culture shift a few years back and i know you you, you do live and breathe it and i know that you know from the guys that we've placed with you have obviously always echoed that so you i think you're i think the business is in a really unique space and um you know I've, I've we've got some ideas that we can bang our heads together about maybe moving forward as well which is quite exciting so listen thank you very very much for coming on really enjoyed it um we ricky and i actually live um like one town apart from each other so um we, there is no excuse as soon as the where, where are we now less than two weeks until the beer gardens open so yeah. let's get ourselves in there and, and have a catch up all right it's been good to see you top man thank you very much for coming on yes thanks for that